Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. Now, as you know, we are developing cognitive mastery and emotional ownership as it relates to purpose this month in the academy. And one of our brothers in the fundamentals curriculum, in the 1.0 curriculum, posted a question to the brotherhood on Slack, and it has opened up some really deep cognitive work. So I wanted to dive into that topic a little bit and see where we end up by the end of this episode. So it may get a little bit long of an episode because really I'm going to do this with you as we go into it. And as we enter into September in the academy and begin the new format and curriculum with the addition of the 2.0 program, I want to remind you guys that everyone who enrolls in the academy before September 1st will be auto-enrolled in the 2.0 program as well as the 1.0 fundamentals training because all enrollments after September 1st will go through the 1.0 fundamentals training first and then be moved to the 2.0 program after meeting 1.0 requirements. Now, we're evolving at the Academy, my brothers, and it's really exciting. I bring this up because a lot of what we're going to talk about, what I'm going to introduce to you on today's episode, will be 2.0 content. If this is your first Alpha Male Coach podcast episode that you've ever listened to or If you haven't been doing any cognitive mastery and emotional ownership work, if you've just been listening to these episodes and and not doing any actual work to deconditioning and observe your mind so that you can engage with your energy mechanics and alpha state, then today may not make much sense. It might get a little wild, but I still want you to listen. I still would love to have your attention as we go into this episode because the question that came in from our brother on Slack was how we think about the word purpose and what changes when we define it as a noun or as a verb. Purpose as a noun is something that you are, right? I am a coach. This is my purpose. It is who I am. Purpose as a verb is something that I do. I guide humans into self-discovery so that they have the awareness to live the life that they're meant to. This is my purpose. It is what I do. I really like this question that our brother brought up. There is so much subtlety in the difference here, and it gives me an opportunity to talk about differentiation again, because essentially purpose is a contrast between identity and direction, between thought and action. And I'm going to warn you again that I'm about to get wild with this concept. I'm going to take you way beyond mind, way beyond cognitive mastery, because mind is the source of identity. It is the source of mental awareness that gives us an interface with the human experience. I'm going to come back to the mind in another episode. For this episode, I want you to know that within each human being is a framework that allows for an identity to form within a human lifetime. This framework lives within the energy mechanics of the being itself and can be reliable or unreliable. It can be consistent or inconsistent depending on the individual, depending on the being. Cognitively, there are pros and cons to both, having a reliable or an unreliable energy identity energy source. However, I want you to know that from a very true perspective, from the perspective of truth, neither are better or worse, and both are perfect. Determining which energy mechanic is operating within you requires self-discovery, and of course, a little guidance never hurt. 
Now, this identity source, this identity energy source within each one of us has its own pull, and it works with the physical constructs of DNA to hold the boundary of the vehicle together, as well as the function of energy and differentiation. It literally guides us our line of trajectory for the duration of our human experience. Now, this energy source is both movement and love because it, in its capacity to hold us together as a physical, mental, spiritual being, right? This body, mind, spirit, this trifecta or trinity of what we are appearing in one, it is the essence of what love is. It is the movement of bringing the separated binary, the separated mind and body that each of us are together as one. Because remember, the spirit, the truth, that third component is what's behind all of it. Now, love and direction are components of identity source, but they are not our identity, and they do not find their source here. Identity is a mental construct, brothers. It comes from the mind. So when I say identity, I'm talking about something different than an identity energy source, because the identity energy source is an energetic, it's an energy mechanic that exists within us where love and direction pass through as a line or as a wave coming from outside of us and moving through us. Love and direction are the energies that come from our source of identity, not from the mental construct that we call I, right? Not the I, not the I am this or I am that. That's the identity. Love and direction and literally exploding from our center of mass in a trajectory that we recognize as movement. Remember, we are moving through an information field. We're kind of floating through this information field, this oneness of everything that is love and perfection. And this is our primary identity. It's direction and love. It's movement, either through the space and the love that we're here to be. We as humans are here to participate in, filter and synthesize the energy of love as we float along a trajectory of personal and unique direction. And as I mentioned a moment ago, we all have this energy source. We all have this energy identity source. All humans do. Do you remember the Puzzle of Life podcast, that analogy? The fact that we all have an energy identity energy source relates to the fact that we are all made of cardboard, right? The cardboard puzzle. As beings of energy, we all have a mechanic that is unique to us, for us. That is the unique image and shape of the cardboard, giving you a place in the puzzle that only you can fit in. So we all have an identity source, right? We all have this identity source of energy. However, like I said, for some people, it is a reliable source of energy. And for other people, it is not a reliable source of energy. It is not consistent. I've mentioned this in previous podcast episodes. If you have a reliable source of energy, it is your true self and can be a teacher for others, right? It's a teacher for other beings. And if you have an unreliable energy source, if your energy source is inconsistent, then this is where you are a student and open to receiving either conditioning or wisdom from other beings and the environment, from the information field. Determining whether the energy of your identity source is reliable or unreliable requires awareness, it requires guidance, requires training and a process, although you can discover for yourself over a lifetime. In the academy, there are brothers who have a reliable identity source and there are brothers who have an unreliable identity source. The mind will come up with stories about both and oftentimes it will lead you down the path that the grass is always greener, right? In other words, the mind is attracted to what it is not, remember? So if you have a reliable identity source, then you're probably going to think that having an unreliable identity source is better. If you have an unreliable identity source, you're probably thinking that having a fixed, consistent, or reliable identity source is better. But as I introduce both characteristics of this identity source, this 
identity energy. What is it when it is reliable and what is it when it is unreliable? Always check your brain, watch your mind, watch your thoughts for judgment. And remember that perfection is on both sides of the binary. It is perfect to be either. It's perfect to have a reliable identity source and it's perfect to have unreliable identity energy. The reliable identity energy source doesn't actually give us a sense of identity. That's the mind, right? That's the story. And it can be confusing due to the name, right? Because I call it an identity. You think that it has to do with this story. But identity is a mental construct. It just is. All humans have an identity. All humans have a story they tell themselves about themselves. The identity energy source is not that story. It's not the story you tell yourself about yourself. That is the mind. The identity source is only concerned with direction. It's only concerned with movement. And through movement, we get the expression of love. Now, the magic of the reliable identity source is all about its spiritual or vibrational directional mechanics, which are scientifically rooted in physics. So I'm talking about the vibrations, right? I'm talking about that which is invisible, the vibration of the wave, but we have scientific evidence of this, scientific support. Einstein suggested that everything in the universe is moving in a straight line at the speed of light. Time appears to make this line curve. However, we are thinking about an infinitesimal amount of time. We're talking about 80 years or the average lifetime of a human being. So if you look at your life from a cosmic perspective, you will witness a trajectory manifested as a straight line of direction. If you go back in time and look at the line that your memory takes, the line of movement your body has taken when you remove all the drama around what your brain tells you, what should have or could have been, you'll observe a straight line of direction. All lives are a straight line hurling through space on an object we call the planet Earth. So let me expose this to you because I know our brains want to make our little thoughts so important. Our brain wants to make itself so important. But here's the reality of human existence. We have no choice in our direction. We have choice in our cognition because that is the function of the mind. In direction, life is moving too fast for choice even when the mind is quiet and existing as a passenger in the moment. As moving objects, where we exist, where we are on this planet matters because we are helpless outside of this trajectory. Basically, we are on a giant rock, right? We're on a giant object traveling at 245,000 kilometers per hour in space. Then add to that the relative speed of our solar system moving around the galaxy and, of course, our galaxy moving around some other giant cosmic object in the universe. The movement around is due to time. The actual movement is a straight line. So here's an analogy. You're on a train traveling at too fast, like super fast, say 200 kilometers an hour in a relative straight line. Now you can't just get off the train, right? You can't just jump off because it's moving too fast. So you might think you have a choice in direction, but you don't. You don't have a choice in direction. You have to stay on the train. Now you can move around, you know, you can move around between the different cars on the train, but your direction will still be relatively the same as the direction of the train, because no matter where you are on the train, you're still going in the same direction of the train. A slight movement to the left or to the right is negligible relative to the overall distance and direction of the train. It is the same with the planet Earth. Planet Earth is the train. We are all flying in a straight line out in space. There is nothing you can do about that. You are just flying along on this giant rock we call Earth. 
That's the way it is. That's all there is. As the preacher says, all the rest is vanity. So the nature of direction is fixed, and it has been fixed since the beginning. We have been moving through space in a straight line for billions of years as a function of the matter that makes up all of the matter in the universe. Now, of course, this creates a problem because even in the year 2021, scientists don't really understand gravity or mass. Brothers, this is something that is true, although it's glazed over in most high school science courses. No human living today knows what gravity or matter is. We don't know what mass is. We can measure gravity. We can measure mass and we can see the effect of both, but no one knows exactly what it is. But we're trying. We want to figure it out as a species whose awareness is in the mind. We have a mental awareness. That is our oculus. That is the way we bridge our self with the world. It is through mind. So as a species whose awareness is in the mind, we continue to aim towards having more knowledge of the external world because it is the mind that creates the connective bridge between our true self and the human experience. So we are pushing to understand how things work. Right now, the entire physics community is trying to find a unified field theory so that we can know everything about everything. This is the game of the mind. We are trying to know everything about everything, and we don't even understand the basics of our reality structure, like gravity and mass. The identity energy source is like a magnet that only attracts. This is the essence of what we call love. Love has no repelling effect. Love has no opposite. Love has no contrast, no opposition. Love is a part of the oneness. It's a part of the perfection. It has no repelling effect, and the identity source never repels. That's why it is a function or a filter or a gateway of love and direction. It has only one force, like gravity. It only pulls. Unlike gravity, it is not measured with mass and distance because the identity energy source also helps to create the illusion of mass. There is no mass because there is no separation. At the same time, separation appears in, in illusion. The objects that exist in separation appear to have mass. So the moment the oneness, the truth of oneness, becomes the illusion of duality, the illusion of separation, those things in separation appear to have mass. According to quantum physics, however, you have never touched anything anyway because simultaneously you're in contact with all things in all places. You're not even sitting on that chair. You're not even sitting in that car. You're not even standing in that place listening to this podcast episode. You are floating on it according to quantum physics, according to atomic physics and the third layer of circumstance. Atoms are essentially a nucleus with an energy shell around it. Between you and the seat of your car, two energy shells meet, but there's no actual material contact. It's electrons vibrating against each other, but making no contact in mass, in matter. In the fourth layer of circumstance, the energy itself is the information. But in quantum mechanics, nothing is touching anything else, and we are all floating around in energy cells. And on energy shells, you know, shells of like levitating basically on these energy shells, chairs and, and, and seats and standing. So if you're sitting on a, in a car, if you're sitting in your car listening to this podcast episode on your way to work, I want you to know that you and all the other people driving in their cars down the road with you are all just flying through the universe like a bunch of birds in formation, levitating on their seats. Of course, we are designed to experience life in a very different way, but that is the truth of what is actually happening. So not only is your identity energy source holding you together through the illusion of separation, it's also keeping you on a trajectory that could not exist without the illusion of being separate. Because the source of your mental identity is born of the illusion that you are a separate physical being. If you had no separation and no individual mass, if there were no machine, no cellular organisms that were you, 
you would have no mechanical basis for identity and therefore no potential to follow a direction where you are constantly prompted to synthesize love. Love is the reason we're here. Love is the unification of separation or the bringing together of two to make one. This is the mechanical nature of identity and why having an awareness of the body is so important. The vibration of spiritual energy is everywhere. However, the body itself is an enclosed machine, is a cellular machine with boundary, a DNA boundary. This is the illusion of separation. We are moving objects. You will always meet people in movement, in a place, in a location, in oneness that appears separate. This is direction. This is purpose. Our purpose is expressed in the movement of the vehicle or the body. Now, what about the humans who have an unreliable identity source? Does that mean they have no identity? Does it mean that they have no direction or purpose in life? Does it mean they will never find or know love? Understand, brothers, that I just spent some time talking about those of us with a reliable identity source. But those of us with a reliable identity source, we're not plagued by the questions that our brothers with an unreliable identity source are because the mind doesn't care. The mind looks at the identity energy source and recognizes that it is reliable. And so there's nothing happening there. The mind is not interested. The mind spends time with our energy sources that are students of the world, that are unreliable or inconsistent. So our brothers that have this unreliable energy around their identity, around their direction, around their love, they will have more of a cognition that there is something wrong with them. They're going to have a cognition that they are lost. However, this, of course, is the illusion that the mind creates. It doesn't mean that they're lost. It doesn't mean that they'll never find purpose. It doesn't mean that they'll never find love. It can only seem that way to the mind. Humans who have an unreliable identity source can feel lost as humans, because they're constantly plagued by questions like, am I going in the right direction? Can I or will I ever find love? And of course, the basic question of who am I? Now, these are the core thought patterns. And of course, these are the, there are several variations and derivatives of these core cognitions. But the mysteries of life are never about time. Time itself is a mystery for all humans. However, for one of our brothers with an unreliable identity source, it isn't about time. And this may even be you. We don't know the personal energy mechanic until we go through the deconditioning process. But if it is you with an unreliable identity source, it's never going to be about time. It's not about when, brother. It's about the place. It's about the where. Where you are is where you are always. Look, if you have a reliable identity source, then your direction, your trajectory, in life will be consistent. You will not be place dependent. Your direction identity is reliable and contained. I have a reliable identity source. This is something I know about my energy mechanic. This allows me to have a consistent direction and identity regardless of where I am in the world, regardless of what environment I am in and who is in that environment. It's one of the reasons why I can travel and still maintain my direction, my identity. Now, the secret of having an unreliable identity source is that you will be able to develop wisdom around your environment. In other words, a part of your self-discovery process and wisdom will be discerning when you are in the right place. Only when you are in the right place will you be on the right trajectory or direction and be able to find love, which is to say, be able to find those other beings that it works for you to be connected with. Remember, brothers, all reliable energy sources are teachers and all unreliable energy sources are students. I use words like reliable and unreliable just to talk about the 
access to that energy. It's not a good thing or a bad thing. This means that people with an unreliable energy source are open to being conditioned through their energy source. They're students. When this happens, the person with the unreliable identity source takes on the identity or direction of another person. If you have an energy mechanic that allows for the identity source to be conditioned, be aware that any relationship that conditions your identity in you is a not you relationship. It doesn't mean that this relationship is bad or wrong. It only means that if you're going to be a student of a reliable identity source from another person, make sure that that other person that you're choosing to be a student of is the right person for you. And like I said in the beginning of this episode, I'm going to get a little wild and I want you guys to approach this differentiation with perfection. The brain can come up with pros and cons of having a reliable identity source or having an unreliable identity source. So what I'm about to say I want you to hear with a neutral ear because I'm going to talk to you guys about what it means to have that unreliable identity source. And one of the first things it means is that you're never going to really know who you are. That doesn't mean you're never going to know who you are from your alpha state, from your totality, from your quantum truth, but you're not going to have that knowledge of emancipating a a direction from within you. I know that sounds wild and I know it sounds absolute. So stay with me, brother. You won't know who you are. You have to know the other person instead. You have to know the location. You have to know the environment. In order for you to understand you, you have to reach out and know your environment. You have to know other people. This is where wisdom comes in. This is what I mean by wisdom. Wisdom is recognizing what is not you so you can engage with the outside, not you, the other people. It's the other people that will make the difference for you in this life, but only when you are in control of who you are, only when you have deconditioned who you are not. Check this out. When you have an unreliable identity source and you meet someone new in the wrong place, the relationship won't work. However, if you meet someone new in the right place, if you meet, even if it's the same person in the right place, the relationship will work. And I know it sounds bananas and it all has to do with physics. Like I say, it all has to do with science. It has nothing to do with the person. It has nothing to do with the people. It has nothing to do with the person you are meeting. It only has to do with the place that you're meeting them. You have an unreliable identity source, and if you're in the wrong place for your direction, you will be with the wrong people. When you are in the right place, you will be with the right people. It's simple. Understand this. It's not that the right people mean that you're in the right place. It's that the right place will determine the right people. If you have an unreliable identity source and you're in the right place, you're moving in the right direction. The space that you're in is so important. All you have to do is find the right place for you. The right place puts you in the right direction and brings you the right forces along your trajectory. I'm going to mention one thing about authority here because remember the mind is not the authority and the mind is really the barrier to authority. It is not designed to make decisions for us. Location isn't something the mind is interested in. The mind is caught up in time. It wants to focus on the past or the future. The mind is going to tell you that there's something in the future that's important. It's not going to tell you about the place. The mind is always the voice of what you are not. So it will always be speaking from your student energy sources. When it speaks to you from your student identity source, it says, are you still looking for love? Are you still lost? Are you still looking for your direction? Are you still looking for yourself? That is what the mind does, and it will perpetuate that enjoying the drama that it brings to your life. From your alpha state, you can allow the mind to be a passenger. You can just allow the mind to be there and recognize that, look, if you haven't found love, if you haven't found direction, it's no problem. It just means you're not in the right place yet. It means go somewhere else, right? Move around. Am I in the right place? This is the question that starts the self-discovery for the brothers with an unreliable identity source. So important. 
Am I in the right place? And like I said, it takes awareness, observation, and ideally guidance to determine whether your identity energy is reliable or unreliable. And even after that, recognizing your energy mechanics requires that you go through a process of deconditioning first, which is the Academy 1.0 program, the Fundamentals of Cognitive Mastery and Emotional Ownership. I know it's late in the episode, and I want you to know this now. None of what I'm telling you will make any sense until you stop engaging with your beta condition. Look, I know it's 25 minutes of the episode. You're like, when is this? Like, what is he talking about? This is wild. This is bananas. None of this is going to make sense if you are in your beta condition. As long as you are engaging with the not self mind, this is advanced knowledge. And I want to offer this to you. I want to offer this to you now because of the question that was posed on our Academy Slack page. But understand, brothers, that you will not be able to see the truth as long as you are blocked by what keeps itself in the dark, which is your conditioning, the beta condition. Your beta condition blocks you from the truth and then it hides itself so that you don't know it's there. And once you have gone through a process of deconditioning, then you'll become wise about your energy mechanics. If you have an unreliable energy source around identity and direction, which is perfect as is having reliable energy, it is simply a matter of the dual nature we exist in, then once you decondition and observe your mind, you can ask yourself if you like where you're living. Remember, it's all about where you are. It's all about the place. It's not just about your home or your house. You can be in the right place at home and the wrong place in the office. And if you are in the wrong place in the office, you will suffer financially as a potential outcome. Understand, because this comes from what is invisible to what is visible. You'll suffer financially as a result of being in the wrong place when you're at your office. If this is the case, try working from home or try finding a place that feels right after you've been deconditioning. If you don't like where you're working because your mind is telling you stories, that's not an energy mechanic. That is your brain give, feeding you stories. That's conditioning. So this becomes a superpower only after you've removed what you are not. All of this is about being in the right place, the right place to go to lunch, the right place to go meet people. If there is a belief that you should go to a different place for vacation every year, that's conditioning. If you have an unreliable identity energy, then each place that you go to is going to feel different for you. And it's going to be a risk each time you visit a new place. It's like, I'm going to go to a new place and I'm not going to know if I'm in the right place. It's going to be a risk. But once you know yourself and you know that when you find a place that you feel right for you, it will be the place that you can go to every time you go on vacation. You understand? You will be in the right place. Of course, <laughs> you may need to decondition yourself from the belief that you should go to a different place every year or that going to the same place every year makes you a boring person. That's the conditioning. That's the story, right? That's the mind. This is the nonsense story our mind tells us, you see? When this is complete, when you've gone through that, when you are aware of and observing the mind, you will know the place that is right for you. And when you are there, you will be in your energy trajectory. You will have a higher vibration and a greater potential to meet love and success because you are recognized and remembered in your direction. Now, I want to bring it back. I want to roll it back a bit and remind all of your brains that what I am talking about is not a deficiency. There is nothing broken. There is nothing wrong. There is nothing incomplete about having unreliable identity energy. It is the other side of a coin. 
It is a part of the duality that exists for us. Since we have a potential for reliable identity energy, there is a contrast. There is an opposite. There must be a potential for unreliable identity energy. There's nothing wrong with it. It is a part of the perfection. Many of my students who have unreliable identity energy feel like there's something wrong with them because the society that our minds have built have put a positive connotation and emphasis on having a strong identity. This is like the puzzle piece that has an image of grass being told and thinking that they should have an image that reflects the sky. Having an unreliable identity source is perfect, as is having reliable energy. The mind will create pros and cons for both, but neither is better or worse. The simple math is that some people have a consistent identity and some people have an inconsistent identity. There are pros and cons to both, and neither those pros or cons matter. It's just the brain that's computing information. Those with unreliable or inconsistent identity energy do not need to feel or think that there's something wrong with them. This is why I help you see this knowledge. Until you see this knowledge, you think you're broken. When you see it and own it, then you know it. You know what it is. You know that your mind is just telling you stories. A positive to the reliable identity energy is that your direction, your love, and your identity is not place dependent. This is a part of my energy mechanics. I have a reliable identity source. I can feel consistent in all places. My energy is reliable. Humans with unreliable identity energy are here to be aware of the identity energy of others and be able to bond with those sources and get to experience self in all of its possibilities. For you, for those brothers, love and direction is place dependent. That's all. That's the difference. That's the only difference. It will be inconsistent if you stay in the same place, which is generally due to some kind of conditioning telling you, I can't move. I have to be here. And you know what's wild? The mind always wants what it doesn't have. So if you have unreliable identity energy, then you will think it's important to have consistent identity energy, but it's not. It's not important. Your superpower is amazing and worth embracing. If you're in the wrong place, then you're with the wrong people easy and effortless. Now, I have a consistent identity energy source, so I will never absorb. I will never reflect or taste my own nature. The self in me is just something that happens. It is fixed. I have a strong sense of I am. However, I have not tasted that sense. I just have that sense. It's just there. It is just there for me. Those I am around who have inconsistent identity energy have the potential to show me more about me when I am in my alpha state and observing their behavior through my intuition, this is a superpower of the identity source, being a student of the information field, which means being unreliable within the information field, because they are the ones that will be able to taste the nature of the identity source and tell us what love is. Before this can happen, however, those with the unreliable identity source need to be guided. They need to see that they are not broken. They need to see that they are not lost or not lacking. They need to be guided, especially for the first time they do things. How to drive a car, how to build a business, where to live, who they are. They need guidance. They represent the true hero's journey. They need the guide to show them so that they can grow. And it will come as a service why I show you this. May I teach you how to drive a car? May I show you how to operate a business? Are you ready to know yourself? It's an offering. Once the skill is acquired or the task is complete, there is no obligation to the teacher. The experience is the thing. And remember, for this human, love will pass through. All they can do is learn from the experience and decide if this is the kind of experience that they enjoy or not, which is to say, is this the kind of love I enjoy or not? The moment they realize this, they will find freedom from the questions of the mind that is perpetually asking them, 
Who am I? Where am I going? What am I supposed to be? Where will I find love? Will I ever find someone to love me? What is my purpose? What is my direction? Now, I know I've gone long here, brothers, and I know I've dropped some heavy energy mechanics, some heavy Academy 2.0 knowledge on you, and I appreciate you hanging in there. Look, the point is this. Is purpose a noun or a verb? Is it something that we are or something that we do? And here's the answer. It's both. Isn't that awesome? It's both. We are living in an illusion of duality. We have an experience of contrast, opposition, and separation. Our purpose is to exist. Done. Complete. Awesome. Okay, what's next? Our purpose is to be love. And hear me when I say this. To be love, not to be loved. Our purpose is to be love. Our purpose is to develop mental awareness, master our cognition through the process of cognitive mastery and emotional ownership, and understand the outer world of experience so we play our part in the conception of the cosmos. Wild, right? Okay, how about this? Our purpose is a duality between the story we tell ourselves about ourselves and the trajectory our body moves through over the course of our life. Thoughts and actions, mind and body. This is duality. This duality is brought together by a quantum force the identity energy source that we all have in our energy matrix as humans. Harmony is when the mind and body are brought together in awareness of each other. The barrier to all of this is conditioning, my brothers. The barrier to all of this is living the life of who you are not, living the story of who you are not. The barrier to all of this is what is not you, the not self acting as the self. The barrier to you is seeing, knowing, living your purpose is simply a lack of self-knowing. Your purpose is within you. It is not content. It is not a label. It is a movement. It is a trajectory. Observe the mind to start detaching from the stories. Start there. This is how you begin to elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha. Your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.